Hello and welcome to the second episode of In Depth with me, Darren Manning, and my good friend Brett. You're good this week, Brett? Always good, mate. Always good. You? <laughs> you look a bit tired tonight, mate. You sure you're going to get I'm through? Very, this very tired, mate. It's been a, been a long old week. It's only Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tonight we've got um, Concord Rangers head of recruitment Adam Drew on so we'll be going through yeah. some bits with Adam on um, National League the situation at the moment and then touching on his quite unique role within uh, within Concord Rangers being head of recruitment which, which is going to be a bit different to see what he gets up to and what his sort of remit is and how he goes about things so it could get could be an interesting one and, um, and yeah let's get him in and let, let's get grilling him Right, Adam, first things first, what the hell's going on in the National League South at the moment? Does anyone actually know? No. <laughs> no. I'm done. Um, okay, mate, what, what, yeah, that's it. Conversation over. Mate, what, what a mess. What a mess. Um, probably bore everyone because everyone probably knows the first bit. We originally start. you boys, you boys obviously restarted, didn't you? Um, with crowds back to normal, uh, we were under the proviso that we would start with grants from the government. They split eleven million quid between the clubs, roughly. The idea was we were getting grants at the start, which we did no fans. Which yep. the no fans thing is another conversation we can come on to. Um, that was going to run until December. So I think we got the first three months funding. We played all of our games. Uh, January, end of January was the next payment. Obviously, hasn't come to fruition. So, basically, the so National was League... payment in the original plan that you was meant to get one in the January then? So, from what I'm led to believe, the first three months were covered. Yeah. And then it was grants moving forward or fans. Now, and I think the National League... To a loan, isn't it? Yeah. So, I think what's happened in a roundabout way, the National League have gambled mm. that after three months, fans were going to be back. The grants weren't going to be required. Everyone yeah. was happy. We're back in it. So now what they're saying is it's not grants, it's loans. And obviously who in their own mind is going to take a loan to finish the season? Now, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I'd need to speak to Uncle Ant about that. <laughs> but I think the rates are very low and favourable to teams. But It's not the point, is it? It's not the, it's point. Not the point. Exactly. It's not the point. Um, so... Obviously, we're, we that they come up with the most complicated way of voting ever seen to yeah, man. I've seen that, and it makes no sense. How good uh, makes one of us, right? Two of us. Um, so we're all in limbo, really. So we had a con- we sat down with Ant about a couple of weeks ago. He, he in contact with me and scoped to the whole time, mm-hmm. and he said, "Right, what I believe is we should take a two-week break." Mm-hmm. Find out about the fight. He never said he wasn't going to play football, so we got a lot of Twitter. We got a bashing on Twitter, didn't we, and social That's media. About picture, Con- remember? Oh, mate, Concord want to start. They don't want to carry on. They're low near the bottom. There'll be no relegation anyway. Um, so, Ant said to us, right, we want to play football, but let's have a two-week break. We'll find out about the funding. More importantly, we'll find about, out about the testing. Mm. Now, the testing for me was really important. Now, when COVID was really kicking in and you probably knew more people who had COVID than you did it. Yeah, like I had it. I got it. Yes. And I know you were rough as well, weren't you? Because we had that conversation. Oh, so I actually missed the game. 
So I, I said to Anne, we, this is the other thing that puzzles me. So we had a positive COVID test. We, we played Billericay on Saturday. We had a positive COVID test on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Won the league and said, right, he was in our changing room on Saturday. Been, uh, so he went for his test. I think he got um, in a test app, tracked him on Sunday and said, you need to go for it. Went for a test Monday morning, was positive Tuesday, right? So less than 36 hours after he was in our training room, Lee called us low risk, okay? Fine. The we following Tuesday, were, yeah, exactly, low risk. So we were low risk, which I couldn't really get my head around, but we, we, you know, we went with it. The following Tuesday, we were playing Ebbsfleet. Tuesday morning, another player came down with COVID. So we had two positive cases in nine days, eight, nine days. So I said to Anne, look, I'm really uncomfortable about this, you know. Uh, it's no secret, I, I don't earn any money for football. I'm, I do it totally for nothing. Um, I run a business as well. And I said to him, like, I feel really uncomfortable. I, I'm going to go into a changing room. We might all be positive. We don't, we don't yeah, know. I have no idea. So I just said, look, I, I can't risk it. I don't, I don't want to do it. Um, so the testing was a big thing for me, um, which now they've introduced. So going back to this sort of two-week break, League have now told us that we're going to get regular testing and they've already played for some anyway. So we this is what I wanted to ask you, because like, I think that's brilliant for Ant that he was willing to do that. But now you're saying, so the league are actually providing it now. So the league, we're going to do it, but we haven't had any of them yet. So Ant uh, funded uh, a few weeks, so we're getting tested twice a week. That's fine. Grants haven't been forthcoming. So he sat down me and Scopes and said, look, we've probably got this amount of money that we're going to need to get through to the end of the season, but the budget's going to have to take a massive blow. Mm. So the most important thing in this is Rangers. It's, you know, mm. is the most important thing at the end of this situation. So we said, look, we'll work with whatever you're going to give us, mate. Like, no issues, we'll crack on, we'll get a squad. Yeah. Um, and that's what we were going to do. So, so our whole plan was to carry on playing. We just wanted to know the ins and outs before we voted. Now, obviously, you've seen the majority of the votes. Now, the, the North, I was going to swear them, the North's done, isn't it? Big, literally, 90% of the teams have voted to void it. Mm. Um, quite a few of the South teams have voted to carry on. But I think it's combined. I couldn't really work it out. I'm not Carol Alderman. Is it and combined with the National League as well? Uh, uh, to be honest, I, I haven't got my head around it yet, but I think we get X amount of votes, the Prem get... I think what's going to happen is we're going to be done. They'll carry on. And the, and the, and the, league, and the National League are going to carry on. Now, you're going to ask me about this elite tag. Now, I don't that feel very elite, elite when I'm playing... famous elite tag. Coach Jody for nothing, right? Um get it. I get it in the National League. I, I, I understand that they want to try and keep this elite tag because of the Football League promotion. Yeah, I, I, I get totally that. understand. But the North and South, you know, let's be honest. See, I think that's the pinnacle of non-elite. Non-elite. 100%. And then I 100%. feel because from the National League you can go into the Football League, that's like, I don't even know if that's elite. I'd say that's still borderline to a degree. Because I feel elite football is when you go into the football league. Because if not, then yeah. you're sort of classing League Two and the National League as a similar level. Do you know what I mean? So but such the only a... thing is, there's not many semi, there's not not many part-time teams in the National League. Yeah. 
Nowadays, you know, so, there used to be loads in there, but nowadays it's, it's majority yeah, full-time, isn't it? majority is full-time. So, it, so, in effect, it is their full-time job. And don't get me wrong, we've got four or five full-time, full-time sides in our league, but, yeah. you know, major, majority of them are. But, I want to get on to that so, question in a minute as well. So, I understand the National League's outlook on the elite thing. Really, should probably have just been... We'll call it the National Prem. Yeah. Left us alone because we're not. Let's be honest, we're not elite, are we? Like <laughs> elite means you're the top of your profession. Yeah. Am I at the top of my profession at Concord Rangers? No, no, we're not, are we? No, oh, we're, we're a great little club <laughs> in Essex. And you know, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm not an elite fan. Um, are we done? Probably. It's, I was going to ask you guys the same. You, you didn't really see much different because you started with fans. We yeah. started without fans and probably had the biggest game in the club's history without fans. Mm-hmm. Now, when we beat Howes Owen to reach Wembley, which, let's be honest, probably never happened again in my lifetime, and, mm-hmm. and you still pinch yourself that we, we, we did that. And, we did that. and you're still waiting to play that game as well. Still let's waiting to play the there. final. We, we won, and at the end of the game, you, you turn around and there's like... No it's a one. ghost town, yeah. It was a ghost town, and, and we just Wembley. Now, the the best week we had, we played Bath on the Tuesday, we played uh, Eastbourne on the Saturday, and it was the one week that we had crowd. Fans, yeah. We won in the last minute against Bath, three two, and we drew at home to Eastbourne, and, and we probably won late on. We wouldn't have won won that game without fans. The the playing with no fans, although you sort of get used to it when the game kicks off and you're in the moment. It's dire, you know. It's dire. I mean, we obviously we got to the FA Cup first round. We played Stevenage. I mean, they're up our end. We probably would have had fifteen hundred people. We turn up with a cameraman, and do it. Do you know what I mean? It, it, and it just takes everything dynamic, away from it's a total why we do dynamic, it. it. And like you said, yeah. we was quite lucky because yeah, we had fans, but we also probably had inflated gates as well. Because no one could go and watch football anywhere else at one point. We was probably Gosh. the highest level around that you could... After all, the Bostic or the Ishmian Prem was the highest level you could go and watch fans at. Yeah. So we had a big overfill. We was getting like 300. That's unheard of a whole bit. You normally get like four men and a dog. Yeah. <clears> yeah, so <throat> you didn't notice any difference, but we'll it was always going to come... A... Sorry, Greg. I was just saying, we'd be lucky to get the dog to come and watch us. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be happy with two dogs at Concord. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we didn't see much change in that front because it all changed and we were sort of back to normal to a degree. And with all, with all this, the playing stuff, I really had a bit of a, a rant on Twitter when we were told we couldn't play and it was all down to because the secondary, um, we weren't allowed bars and stuff open. And that's when it comes down to like what you guys have done, where you've just said, right, this is what we've got, this is what we can do, let's run with it. It seemed like our level stopped because they couldn't earn money. Yeah. And it totally, for me, that's wrong. If, Like they said after that, we stopped because of the lockdown and because of health reasons, whole million percent, I totally agree with that. But when you when we stopped and it was there and it was all revolving around money and the secondary incomes of clubs, but yet... Yeah, but then those clubs that said they didn't want to play were then happy as Larry to go and play in the FA Trophy that following week. I just felt there was a lot of hypocrites. 
at yeah. our level when it comes to that. And I know it's totally different to, to your level because you're sort of just, there's the hand you've been dealt from day one in a way. But that was my feeling around it. Yeah, because of Hellfree, if they said we're stopping because of the uprising cases over the, 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 the region that the league's in, a million percent will stop. But don't say we're going to stop because of the, um, the secondary incomes. I thought that was wrong the way they handled that at our level because it made it that the game was a business rather than health and football. Yeah, that, that's for me. That didn't sit right. That's why we we abstained from the vote. We said we're not voting on that because it's not a valid vote. If you're asking us to, if you want to stop because of health reasons, yeah, but we're not voting on secondary incomes. Because I mean, some... you guys haven't heard a bean, have you? Really? I mean, you've still not. We, we Saturday, we we um we we signed four last week, um, and one of them played Saturday. who hadn't played since October. Now. You've still got another probably four or five weeks before you would even get that plan anyway. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't you, you, you boys continuing, can you? Like, you look at Berry and they played four games. Yeah, we've played five league games. And yeah. we managed to get 33 games in in about two months. It don't make sense yeah. because you've got to think, no. our league, our league the, the, the Trident League or whatever they want to call themselves, they pick and choose when they use that term now because sometimes the Northern Prem goes off and does what it wants, and then they just follow suit. So we, um, they, they put a little statement out saying that after Boris's announcement on the 22nd, and they know more, they'll then make a decision. They've also said we'll have two to three weeks before we play a game. So even if on the 22nd Boris says, yes, you can play football, back to sort of how we was with the limited amount of fans and stuff, they're probably going to take another week to make that decision. So that's the end of Feb. And then you've got two or three weeks into March before we actually play a game. You're at the end of March. Yeah. Uh, how, and then they're saying that you can only go on maximum until the end of June. So you've got like two, nine weeks, nine, ten weeks to yeah. get, for us, 33 yeah. league games in. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's impossible. It? It's impossible. But, so I just don't know why they've not made the decision already. So clubs can start doing their prep for next year regarding pitch-wise and, and stuff like that. Because I can tell you now, if they'd said that announcement two or three weeks ago, yeah, it's unrealistic we're going to carry on, see you all in August. You a, know, lot of, a, a lot of clubs would have started their pitch renovations and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that, uh, especially Scopesy and myself, I mean, literally, no word of a lie, I've not spoken to Scopesy today. That's probably the first time in so two and a half years. You, that makes a change, yeah. doesn't it? It's probably the first time I haven't spoken to him in two and a bit years. I speak to him every day. But mm. the, the problem we've got is the stop-start is, 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 is rubbish. Mm. And it's the biggest thing. It's the unknown. We, like, are we playing or are we not playing? So we come and back it, on Saturday. And it's like you at the moment, you're, where you're still playing... I put that in the invert, like inverted commas. You're still paying people, yeah, and they're just dragging that on. So you're, they're saying that you're not getting grants anymore, but they're not saying you're stopping. But yet there's this uncertainty around that you might be stopping. So this two or three weeks where it's dragging on, that can be a hell of a lot of money for some clubs. For you guys, yeah, well, you're you, you, about four pound fifty in it, so that's probably yeah, about fifteen you, quid. You <laughs> You look at it this week. So we, we, we played Eastbourne away Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. Hadn't trained for two weeks, so we put them on furlough. We came back for a session, played the game Saturday. Tuesday was Waterlog pitch. Saturday was supposed to be playing Chippenham that have said they're not going to be playing. 
So all of a sudden, you've got a week there where we're going to have to pay wages. Mm-hmm. Nothing's, nothing's happened. And it's just like, I think our next game is next Monday against Chelmsford. But it, it's the not knowing. So like coaches today, it's like, do we prepare? Do we not prepare? Which, do you train? Do, train? Not, yeah. do we not train? So, yeah, I mean, well, it's the hardest time I've known in football just to just to get a rhythm going and just to, that's uh, the biggest part of football as well. Isn't it? It's Consistency, tough. yeah, it's tough. And um, so, it, for me, a big positive is that they've said they'll do testing if they carry on. Yeah, I we're already know, doing it. I know you guys are. I didn't know it was a, a, a thing the league said they'd do. Yes, yeah, I was about thing, to yeah. say to you that with this whole elite status. Do you think that has really muddied the water with all the decisions that have been made? And then, for me, it's ridiculous that your class is elite, but you're not getting the same testing as other elite leagues. No, we're the only leagues still playing with no testing. So how that, that's the bit that got me. Say, so League Two get tested. Upwards. Yeah. Yeah. You guys and the national, the the, the national league don't. Which for no, me, we're all we're all used to COVID. Yeah, that's what I mean. How can you be classed as the same as them if you're not getting the same treatment as them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's one of those arguments that, that we've had, and and it hasn't sat right. But you know, we, we've had to get on with it, and that's you know, and that's what we've that's done. Right. We that's can. what I've said. We've always, there's no point even worrying about it anymore in my eyes. Like with us, like I'm not worrying about what the decision's going to be. Are we going to play? Are we not going to play? For me, no. it's going to be whenever they tell us, we'll just try and adapt and go. The go thing is, for you guys, I think it probably helps that you haven't played for so long. You're, you're almost. Ex- right. you, yeah, you forgot what it's like, and you're expecting it probably to be canon. That's where we've started, we've stopped, we've started. Now then, there's this vote. It's just we just want a decision. Are we are we are we playing to the end of the season? If we are, great, let's crack on. If we're not, can we stop it now so we can? I don't know what I'll do, but... If the league went, right, you're playing and we're testing you all, I don't know if there could be many complaints. Don't get me wrong, the grant side of things, yeah, I get that. I do get that, but... And this brings me on to the next topic. There's plenty of teams furloughing their players and bringing in new ones anyway. How does that work? Like, what... What is the guidelines around that, like with their furloughing? So all these players they're signing, are they now going in free of charge? I can only assume they're free visa. Now we haven't, we have furloughed one player, and no, you that's made your contract, though, have you? No, but we we furloughed one player. We spoke to all of the group, and we said, right, you've got two choices: you can go on furlough if you're uncomfortable with playing, mm. or you've got to take a big pay cut and carry on playing. Now. 99% of them wanted to carry on playing. Yeah. One of them said, I'm not comfortable with playing, with what's going on, the situation. So, you know, we have to, we had to do that. So, I don't know many clubs that are furloughing the whole squad and then bringing in players for money. I, I'm assuming it's a total cost-cutting yeah. exercise. Look, at I think Billy Ricky have, have furloughed all their contracted boys, haven't they? And then they've brought in their 23 to Say Maystone have furloughed all of theirs, haven't they? And then Tombridge said it the other day as well. So they're the only three that I sort of know of that have done it. Yeah, so I can only assume that it's a total, complete exercise because a lot of clubs are saying that they financially just can't carry on, which I understand. I, I get, I get it. You know, this, yeah, we it's haven't a money-driven got, game, isn't it? Money-driven. We haven't. Had, we've had no income. You know, 
had to look at uh, Concord and go, oh, you did well out of the ground. Well, we didn't really because from March till March, Ants had no income from any of the the bars and, you know, events that he has at the club, which is where he, where he makes his money. So we, did, we didn't do we didn't do well out of the ground because he's lost so much money previous to that anyway. And sponsors, who, who wants, let's be honest, who wants to come on board as a sponsor at the minute? Yeah, You've got no one coming through time. the gate. Yeah, you don't know, do you? But the, the last thing for me on the elite, tag do you think some clubs at your level want to pick and choose when their class is elite and not um it's hard for me to answer that i'm not sitting on the fence but i don't <laughs> I, don't. I, I don't know what went on for the playoffs so I, I don't know the truth so i obviously there was four clubs however many clubs involved in the playoffs last year i i don't know what those conversations were so I didn't know if they were those clubs really pushing for this. I, I get it. If you're at the top of the league, you want to try and win promotion. You know, I, I, um, I, I generally wouldn't know what those conversations were and if they really pushed the elite or was it, a, did the Banarama League want us to carry on to still... So have you never had like a, a definition of what the elite means at your level? Uh, no, I've never seen one, no. No. So, because like, they can just make it up as they go along. Oh, no, that's not class. Do you know what I mean? So, I thought they would have been, right, so this is, your now class is elite. This is what it sort of... Yeah, I, I can you guarantee to. you I'm not elite. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. And this sounds bad. I know that. <laughs> but, but do you know what I mean? No, I thought they would have, have said, your now class is elite football. This is what we sort of expect from you or... or what yeah, you no, I've, ne- or... I've, never, I've never seen anything like that. I, you know, I, I understand the promotion and, and the relegation. I get it, but... From the football league down and up, yes, but not our division. No, it doesn't. It doesn't really. Doesn't really make. Saying it doesn't make sense is probably a bit wrong, because it, it does make sense to have the 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 flow between the leagues and and so on. But but like you said, some things are more important, aren't they, than than Definitely. a promotion and relegation? Definitely. Yeah. Look, we've just been through the worst pandemic ever in history that will never happen again in our lifetimes and we were we were thrown into the cauldron carrying on playing um yeah crazy so last thing on it all what is your prediction for the next two weeks for the national league what do you think will happen uh i think it'll be voided Hmm. just looking at how many teams this is going to come out in about 10 days time i reckon so this is a good predict mystic meg over here you're saying it's going to Sense be voided. Yeah, I, I, I think it will be voided. And then I, my I, prediction I, for our leagues is two or three days after, ours will be officially voided. Yeah, I it, think it, ours are waiting for you to, to make a decision. Then to we'll decide, be yeah. It, may, it makes, it makes it sense. I, I've heard people saying about, um, oh, we'll, we'll base it last season's results and this season's results for your division. But, Last season was voided. <laughs> Look at Brett. Brett prayed because yeah, he was sitting top of the league. <laughs> but, but last season was voided. You can't then go back on last season and then yeah, like this season. Like, look, look at Barry and that. I mean, they've played four games. That, that just doesn't, it doesn't work, does it? Look, no one wants to be in this situation, right? No, no one's created this situation. And I think that's what the tough thing is in the National League is that you had so many of these clubs like arguing with each other. I mean, you know, it's not a good situation because no one's caused this ever. No, you can't. And in a way, I do feel for the people making decisions because whatever they decide, they're going to get murdered. It'll be wrong. By, by some quarters, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be wrong by, by some quarters. Right, so enough of that chat. 
I'm going to hand over to Brett now because he's got some questions on your role and so on and how you do things. Yeah, so basically what I want to touch up upon is um, obviously when people, players retire and things like that, they, you know, they normally have two options if they're going to stay in the game. They, you know, either go into management or they go into coaching. I wanted to know what made you go down that avenue of what you're doing at the moment and a little bit more of what actually your role consists of. So I, I got into it. I, it's a long, long, real boring story. But um, I, I'm a massive Southampton United fan. So, I, well, originally started following Jumping City when my dad went out five, six. And we used to watch them for about five or six years. And then he said to me, right, let's go and watch professional. Uh, we went to watch Southend. So I was, so dad and I used to go home and away, Southend all the time. Um, into somehow I got into South End with what I do with work and I'm, I'm in marketing and print. I got into South End and I was there every day and I was doing loads of stuff and um, and I fell out of love with them a little bit. And my mate who lived down the road from me in, in Malden said, Why don't you come come and watch Malden? So I, so that was where it's sort of my love for non league started really. So I, so I went to watch Malden. Uh, loved it, like it grips you, doesn't it? Non league, it's one, yeah. it's one of them things. Unless you once you're in, you're in, aren't you? Yeah, once you're in, you're in, and, and being around it, and you're so close to everyone, and it's like family, isn't it? Mm. So from there, I, I did some bit of marketing, and then I helped. Uh, I just literally, I was lucky. Kimball um, was the gaffer at the time, and I got really well with Kimball and wrote some names at him player wise, and he started to listen, and that that was where I sort of started to get. Player recruitment and stuff like that, um, but obviously Malden tied in with Colchester. So my sort of role that was sort of involving at Malden sort of fell by the wayside. Um, and I'd had these conversations on message with Jody at Haybridge. Now obviously Haybridge and Malden were rivals. Um, he said to me like, "We're looking at moving the club. Would you be interested?" I went for a chat and met, met with him and I met with uh, Steve Spreadbury and Gary White and uh, I just said to Jody, look, I don't mind doing all the marketing and stuff, but I really want to be more involved. And, and Haybridge at the time, they were struggling really badly in the league. But, um, was this when Jody went back in? He went back, yeah, and he'd been there a little while and at Christmas they were struggling. I, I joined about Christmas time. Um but there was a lot of work being done behind the scenes. So Stephen Gary had joined Haybridge um, as chairman and vice chairman. They'd been trying to, trying to promote the youth. Jody was trying to sort a lot of stuff out. They didn't really have a big budget. Um, and I went in there and in Christmas, we stayed up on the last day. It was it was unreal. Um, I was actually on the... I, I was away on holiday, the last game of the season, and we had the win to stay up. Um, and when I landed... When we took off, we were two 0 down half time. We were getting buried. <laughs> we landed, and we won three two. We stayed up on the last day. It was crazy on holiday. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was unbelievable. Oh. I got off, we were two 0 down. I was broke. I bet that was an incredible holiday after that, wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> Thinking, oh my god, I'm going to have to go and spend my next forty games in, you know, Essex Senior League. Um, we stayed up on the last day. It was. Um, I mean, it was what a day. But um, so that's sort of how I got involved uh, with Haybridge. And then at the start, 
hybrid, hybrid has come on so much in the last five or six years. Like their progression has been brilliant, like on and off the field. Like Gary and Steve have done a, an unbelievable job. So I sat down with Jody and he, he was brilliant. Jody was really, really good to me. Like he he, um, he gave me a brilliant role in trying to help him recruit, and, uh, and that was what I'd really sort of wanted to get into. A guy, guy called Mark Ashford, that you guys probably yeah. know. Um, he said to me about um, getting into a bit of scouting and recruiting because what I looked at for me personally is I look at how many coaches out there are out there and how many coaching roles there are. And you've got to be very, very fortunate to get into one of those positions because there are so many coaches. So I thought if I did um, scouting and a bit like that, it, it, there's obviously a lot more roles in that sort of avenue. And not many teams are sort of thick or even National South have all the men of recruits, but a lot more sort of roles in it. And that was where it sort of really started. And then that um, from that pre-season, um, I spent my whole time with Jody. I'd go with him to all the player meetings. And um, and I, I was going to come on to this with, to ask you guys, but back then, um, you know, we're not hiding the fact. We, we went from, I think it was about 600 quid when I first joined. And... That season, that when that season finished, when we stayed up on the last day, Gary and Steve had put loads in place and got some really good sponsors. And the budget went to 1500 quid. Now, five, what was this, five, six years, five years ago, we we'll say. Mm-hmm. So we had 1500 quid. Now we doubled it, like over doubled our budget. Now, back then, budgets in our league were all, we were, they were all pretty similar. They're not like they are now, where you've got some clubs doing outrageous sure. stuff. More, more than what we're doing in the National South. They're all pretty similar. Some might have 2-2, two, two, some might have 500, but we were 1,500. We knew that we could recruit a half-decent team. So the whole lane was to keep the core of what we had we believed that were good enough in that current team. Um, and then had a bit more experience. So we brought in the likes of, who had won the league. So we brought in the likes of uh, Luke Kalimba, Bano, Hench, um, we kept Lewis Dark, Lewis Gobble. So we knew from that point we recruit Harrison Chatting well, all, all, all dependent on how, how Jody wanted to play, wanted to keep the ball, we wanted to be possession like. And um, obviously, that, that season, like we we sort of broke record, really. We got into the FA Cup first round and we were we the high ground. How did the, the Spanish boys come about? Adai and, uh, and Luque. How did they come so, about? Because it so, wasn't a, a scheme or something. You had a training camp or something like that at the club? or Yeah, so Gwilym, the right back at the time, he, he had this yeah. idea of bringing a load of Spanish boys over in the summer and he and they'd have like a coaching week with... Uh, JB and um, Glenn Little, mm-hmm. uh, and then they'd play a showcase game. Now, the first year we ever did it, we advertised it all, it went out all to clubs, and, uh, they threw it into and all that, and hardly anyone turned up. But the first, second night, maybe first or second night, when I went over and J- JB was coaching, I said, oh, What's it like? He went, Yes, yeah, good, mate. Uh, and uh, this boy, I agree, I really like him, he's really good. And uh, he just happened to be a, a welder. You know, yeah. and, and when you threw him, him in with our signings and our team and then our core of what we kept, like, we were a really good side, really good side. I mean, we, we got to, and 
we got to the FA Cup first round. We were the highest ranked team left in the FA Trophy at the same time. Um, the problem was we we played so many cup games. We were we sort of play draw win, play play draw again, and we bring them back win. And we played so yeah, you many games. To every replay possible, didn't you? Oh mate, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and I think we played three games a week for about six weeks, something like that. Mm. Um, and it bridged too far. We lost in the playoffs to Harringay. We were also a really good, really good team at the end. They had love. Tossing Olafemi, didn't they? And Mickey and Ralston yeah. and like that real good side. Good then, um, they, yeah. So so yeah, really started from not wanting to get into sort of the coaching because I didn't, didn't think that was probably the route I wanted to go to. Try and do something different. Probably was very, very lucky that I met Jody at the time that I did. I went into a club that was looking to progress and build off the field and on the field. Um and that that's where it sort of from, really. Yeah, I I'm waffled on a bit there, aren't I? Oh, it's good, mate. That's what he's here for. What, um, what, what I want to like, add to that is, so that's your current role at um, Concord, how how do you go about in terms of going to get a player? So, obviously, you and Scopes will obviously be in discussion and the, and the management team, but is it you who then makes an approach? Is it you who then comes with a, a suggestion? How does that all work? Yeah, so like, I'll touch on that. So does Scopes say, right, oh, Ad, I need a left-back? And then you go out and find them? Or do you go, I think I've got a left-back here that would improve the squad? Bit, bit of both. But also on that, I'm probably very, very fortunate that I don't have free reign, but more or less. Mm. So they trust you enough to let you just crack on sort of thing. Yeah, so when I when I originally joined Concord, uh, um, with Sam, I brought in two or three players. Once, once I sort of got in, they sort of knew who I was and respected me and stuff. I brought in a couple of players and they did well. And at the end of that season, Sammy left and Mids left, and Scotty got the top and he said to me, "Look, you want to stay?" And uh, I said, "Yeah, definitely. We'll give it well together." Um, and we had one player. We had one player. Everyone else left. They, they all left. So we had Aaron Pollock and we and we had Lee Mitchell at half a leg, right? <laughs> who, who wasn't really going to play. So we had one player, and he said to me, "Right, let's build a team." So we thought um, we would go the young, hungry route. Now, this is where I get onto my role. So sorry, I'm, I'm waffling again. Obviously, we recruited 12 boys from Bostick North. We ended the season with 11 of them. Um, but we sort of tried to go young, hungry, um, wanting to progress. Obviously, not money orientated because we can't do that concrete range and stuff. We know where we are. And I think he was probably regretting that when we lost 5 0 to Bowers pre season. <laughs> we thought, hello, what? He's probably thinking, what are we doing? Kind of donuts. But he trusts me. And I trust him. But in terms of how it works, because I'm at all the games, I speak to him probably five, six times a day. Like we're, we're on it all the time. We, we've both got the same outlook of what we need and what we don't need. So so at the time, if we need a left-back, we both know we need a left-back. Yeah, it's not It wouldn't be a surprise if he goes out. you got any left-backs in your, in your phone book? No, because we sort of know what we need at the same time because 
we sit next to each other on the coach when we go to the game, so we so we're constantly talking about players then anyway. Um, so so I just know what we need and 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 it and same as it. So yeah, I literally um, would throw names at him. We then narrow it down, and then I do everything. I make the approach. I sort out all the financials. We get involved with what we offer them. Uh, sometimes he laughs when I say what we've got the player for. Um, I look after the budget with him. So I think I'm probably very fortunate again that I've got a guy who gives me freedom, really. Um, but it works, and I, I, you know, we we both trust each other. Like all the management team, we've all got our we've all got our roles. You know what I mean? Like obviously Mitch and we've we've got white staff who does all the, the bit of opposition and analysis and stuff, and he he's been he's given that role. So he's a good delegator, Scopsy. Although he takes it sort of all all under his wing, what he's very good at he's very good at delegating. And, uh, what does Roach do? Does he still just sit there and pose? Roach, yeah. Now Roach, Roach's coach. Who's excellent and his yeah, plan is really good. Yeah. I had him when I first went into Holbridge. He was the first coach I appointed that me and James got in, and we said from day one, he's too good for this level. Like, we knew yeah. straight away was like he's far too good for this level. Like we was yeah. blessed. He, he was a major part of why we stayed up that year because the way he just set us up and organised us and so on. He, he was brilliant. But at the time he had long hair, so he was always playing with his long hair and trying to do kick ups and. Oh yeah, what's that? Exactly. Yeah. Like, why have I got yeah. a hat on? I'm higher than mine. <laughs> yeah. Now, Roach, Roach is brilliant. We've got a fantastic physio in Abbey. She's, she's brilliant as well. Kitman's top drawer. So, we've got a real tight knit group. Um, and it's that word, it's trust. And mm. I am very, very fortunate with my role. But also, my going on from that, my also my role is to create relationships with clubs. Um, I deal with I deal luckily I deal with all the agents. Um, so yeah, so from finding a target, I literally would 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 do everything that I can to get the player in, and so I just try and make Scopes' life as easy as possible from that side. We can concentrate on sorting out coaching and training with uh, Rochi and doing the opposition with Waggy because he's obsessed with watching games. Um, if we've like we've got the game on the Saturday, so if you're watching them five times on the video, I don't know how it works to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I know so yeah, no, no, I'm very very fortunate. So just just oh, sorry, um, just so basically, if let's just say for example, Scopesy does say to to you, Adam, I, I we need a centre forward. We yep. need a centre forward. He's quite happy for you to go out and come back with a centre forward who he may not know and just chuck him in. Yep. 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 We've done that with we've done that with all the loans. Um, and last year's team, uh, and I'm not talking out of turn, he didn't know who Dolmuve was. Um Dikari, um, obviously he'd seen Lamar. Um, sorry, 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 sorry,
I spoke to Daza. I spoke to Adam Bailey Dennis um, about him. We were we were looking for that sort of type forward at the time, and I'd seen him. He was young, ticks the boxes. He's young. He's hungry. Raw. He'd scored a few goals. I'd seen him. He posed a threat. I spoke to the boys at Haybridge when they played, and he bullied them, which I'd heard a lot about. And I knew I was going to get be out getting cheap. Um, which is no disrespect to the lad, but I'm, we're, not, we're moving him from, as an 18, 19-year-old, up two levels. He'd only just come to our level as well. Do you know what? Do you know what, though, right? This is where this is where I... When Darren said about getting you on the show, I wanted to sort of scratch the surface a little bit about Temi because we played against him last season in the... Sorry, not this season, just got what we're in. The season before in the FA Cup when he was at uh, Woodford. And we got to play against him twice. And we also played him pre-season that year. So I sort of see him three times. I knew he was young. And this is where I would go on and say the difference between what you're doing and what a coach and what a manager's doing. And I think everyone thinks it's quite similar roles. You've got to know certain things. Now, I've got to be honest, in them three games, I didn't see anything from Temi. I, yeah. I was like, heard about him because he scored a few goals the season before, and I knew he was young, and obviously he's a big lad, and he's he was he caused problems. But then when he got the move to Concord, I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. And then it was only about six months after we we didn't have a game, and I can't remember who you was playing, and I completely forgot that Temi was playing. But a few of us went over and watched. Um, I think you won two 0 if I can remember rightly, and he was un. Believable to the point where six months prior that I was thinking that move's not going to work out. To this guy could become pro. Now, did you when so when you first went and saw Temi or you was doing your recruitment? Did you think that that could explode to that level, or did, was it a little bit of a risk factor in terms of thinking? Well, it's one of them ones where it may pay off. It's not going to cost yeah. me much, so it is low risk. Or was it a case of the I'm going to get Temi in, he's going to come in, and he's you know he's going to do the business because, like I said, and I'm just being honest, at the time, and I think I've got a, a decent eye for talent. Um, yeah. I didn't I didn't see that I didn't see that from Temi. So even when we spoke, didn't we, Drew? I I, a, he's a good. Yeah, mate, a, I, I, you're, you're not the only one, Brett. I, I had other I had other managers in your league texting me going, "What are you doing?" Now yeah. I I looked at Temi now. Again, we're different at Concord Rangers, right? Believe me, we all want to go out and sign the best talent we can at our levels, right? Yeah. But we can't we can't do that. So we can't go and throw 450 quid, 500 quid a player. We can't do that. So we have to recruit low down. That's what we have to do. So we looked at Temi and just thought that he had every attribute to be a success at our level. And he was 18 at the time. Now, Adam Bailey, Adam Bailey Dennis has played National South and he's been around the level. And I've talked to Ad all the time. He was at Haybridge uh, with Jody as a coach and we got on really well at uh, Ad's. So I still speak to him now. Now, he was a centre half as well. So he knows what a pain in the ass forward is and what isn't. And he just said, I think this boy's got all the attributes. Now, don't get me wrong, I wasn't expecting Temmit to come in and, and, and do probably as well as he did in those first few games because he. Did do well. He probably should have scored a few more goals. To be fair to him, but I don't know if you guys know. But he actually went into Luton. 
So he, he, he's already had a trial at Luton. He hasn't probably hit the heights this season. I think anyone has because it's stop, start, stop, start, and he's had a few niggles. But yeah, no, I, I looked at Tem and just I just thought he had all the attributes to do well, and he's he's played wide right for us. Um, I mean, you know, the the boy, he came in and he played he played Hemel away, and then we played Chelmsford. Now he played left of a three. Now he was up against Danny Imray. I mean, the boy's just gone to Bristol Palace. Yeah. I mean, that day bullied him and was, you know, havoc that day um, just because of his stats and his quick. Now, there's lots of things that Temi needs to work on. We, we, we understand that. But that's what we have to do. We, we have to take these, we call them gambles and risks, and just try and make them better players. We put them into the best environment we possibly can. And I've probably learned that a little bit off Jody. So we try and make our environment Premier League, right? Monday to Friday, we are Premier League. We try and do everything perfect. That's what we try and do. Only the league on the Saturday that isn't Premier League, right? But up to then, we give them the best environment. We do training vests and, you know, these are games. It's just outrageous. Um, so we just felt that he probably had everything that we could coach and make him progress. Um, his progression is probably a little bit slower this season, but we'll, we'll, we'll see next year. Hopefully, if it, you know, if it all gets canned and he stays, but you know, I think he's had a, you'd be amazed how many people have asked us about him. Sunderland, I think we're watching him at one point. We've had Ipswich talk about him. I think that's just because of his size and his abilities. His raw attributes. Yeah. Raw, yeah, you bit the nail on the head. His raw attributes, yeah. When you, the, the one thing I want to touch on there, you, you mentioned a few times there that he, he ticked the boxes. Do you have certain boxes that that players have to tick to bring in? Might not even be technical wise. It could be their mentality or previous experiences and so on that they sort of have to tick for you to go. Yeah, he fits the mould we want at Concord. Yeah, like so. Yeah, so what is the typical Concord player? I suppose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so if you're recruiting someone, what it makes you look at someone and go, "Yeah, they're a Concord player." Well, if they've got two legs, they're in. <laughs> no, Don't do that. Roach will be on to you to play if you keep saying stuff like that. Yeah. Obviously, it's all dependent on the environment and the club you're at. So at Haybridge, the our um, goals at Haybridge were far different to Concord. Our goal at Haybridge when we were recruiting our team. I remember Jody saying to me like it was yesterday, I'd throw a name at him and he'd come back with, will he win us the league? So our outlook back then was we were recruiting a team to win the league. Now, Concord Rangers, let's be honest, we haven't going to win the National South. If we do, we'd probably get a manager's job in the Premier League. It's unlikely. But out... So we have to go young and we have to go hungry. Now, you, you'll... You'll know this. We struggle because things lower down the level for money. Mm. So we we can't offer. Um, I spoke to a boy last year. No word of lies. Van step four. He told me he was on seven hundred pound a week. Right? Oh, he plays for Barrow. He plays for Barrow. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Why are you talking about my players again, Drewy? Baz probably knows who it is. Um, I spoke to another lad who was on four hundred pound a week. Right. Plus bonuses, so it that's really hurt us. That the, the money that's gone into the lower levels, for sure. 
and are they the players that we necessarily want? So for us, obviously position um, specific and what we're looking for, but young, hungry, athletic is probably the three main things. Also, personality, mate, key. Yeah. Scopes will say, no energy sappers. We don't want any energy sappers. We just want, and I think that's why we did so well that first season. We had 16 boys, including the loans, that were all young, hungry. They wanted to learn. They gave you their all. They all. We had a fantastic dressing room, and there was no energy sappers. And if we did have an energy sapper, we'd get them out the door. No, no, mate, mate, you're right, especially that. So, like, our point of view, when we look through it, is a lot on their mentality side of things rather than their technicals. Because you think technicals-wise, you, you can sort of coach to a certain degree. Don't get me wrong, yep. you've got to be at a certain level, but it's the mentality and the attitude that really makes us, that stand out to us when we're looking yep. to sign players. And it sounds like your, yours are pretty similar, especially with the... Because we're in a similar position in our league. Like, we can't go and compete with the big boys. Like you just said, yep. there's a player you've just mentioned there that takes up three quarters of our budget. Yeah. That plays at our yeah. level. So it's the same. And like Brett, Brett knows he hasn't got one. He hasn't got a budget at all. So no. he can't go and, and offer I know one. how you feel at the minute. But this, <laughs> this, this season, obviously, so just moving on for what you said, Brett. So so last season, we were we were clean sweep, right? We had one player in the door. So was it a gamble what we did? Maybe, but we didn't think so because we thought those boys were good enough and I think we were proved right that they were. You got to the this FA season, I think that's proof enough. This season, we wanted to... We, you always want to get better, don't you? You always want to progress. So, so our remit this season was, can we fill our spine with a bit more experience um, of the level and better players for our spine? So last season, our centre forward and our couple of midfielders were all loans. We didn't want that this year. We wanted to try and do a different route. So we just tried to find a bit more experience. Now, we were really fortunate that Wally wanted to come back. Mm -hmm. Now, Wally on his day, he's one of the best strikers in the division. Now, he was desperate to come back at Concord. At Concord's a funny club, right? When you're in it, it, it's just like this massive, it just grabs you and it's this massive family and everyone loves it. And not many people talk badly of the club once they've been in it. Wally wanted to come back. Obviously, we had Sammy Blackman wanted to come back, who, uh, come back, who went to Hartford. And then we had Tyrone, who, again, I'll give you on his day, one of the best centre-halves in the division. So the, I think it's all dependent on your what you're trying to achieve. This season was a little bit more, let's try and would those three players through our spine nick us the wins in the tight games where they probably where we probably didn't win them last season. But that was the outlook this year. Um so I think it's I think it's very dependent on what where you want to go. This season we thought, right, let's go a little bit more experience. Last year was all like let's fill it with 19, 20 year olds. Mm. Next season, don't know, we haven't decided yet. <laughs> don't know where it's gonna be either do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's interesting, mate. Because, like you said, there, I think it all depends on what your aims are. That's the yeah, way we, you set out your aims. We, we thought we'd, we'd, it's hard. You look at the league table. What we are fifth bottom. We play fourteen games. We're eight points. As they often, then we're only five points off the bottom. But we've got four, three, four games in hand. So we we thought if we could add a little bit more experience through the spine, would that nick us in the playoffs? That that was probably our outlook this season because. 
it's hard because where do you go from getting in the FA Trophy final? How do you how do you better that? Yeah, it's how like do you better trying to get to the playoffs maybe with it? Do you know what I mean? The stuff like that. Although that's... we had an easy route to the final, that I keep getting told. Oh, easy, mate! It's, you could have played the, the the youth team in some of them games, couldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, hopefully that sort of answers the question. Does, right? That's for me. No, Any more? Brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. No, it's been a. Uh, that's exactly what I wanted to know, really. And and I weren't aware that you've done it basically for free as well, which is quite. Well, he says he does. Considering, he like, does. you know, obviously, I, 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 I do ends up for free. I do enzyme for free, obviously, and it takes up twenty-four hours of your of your time, doesn't it? Like, oh, it's just no, you can't describe it. You 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 cannot tell someone how much time goes into football, can you? Yeah, uh, we someone are asked, every day. Is it like a, a part-time job? And I said, no, it's like a life. It's not even a yeah. full-time. No, it's a life. It's your we life. No, no, it's... A week, play play on a Saturday, train once a week, and it's such a big part of your life. Whereas, obviously, with you being a, a lot higher you're even though obviously I know I'm a manager and your role's slightly different you would be 24 hours a day but on a complete different level with the fact that you're going to be training a couple of times a, uh, a week travelling up and down yeah. God knows where else and yeah. with your role it's what you actually do outside the game is more important than what you do inside the game because it's your role to go off and find obviously new talents and stuff like that so your job is quite extreme and I think Obviously, you enjoy it massively, and you know we're all proper footballing people. So, for me, money definitely would come second anyway, and enjoyment is what it's about. But Same. to be at a step, to be at a conference, Roman North, whatever, whatever, whatever um, stands it is, and not to get any money and dedicate that amount of time, I, I think that's. I just think it's incredible. I, I really do. And that's off to you for that, Adam. I think it's. Uh, I don't know how I would many say people do that awful. job at that level of football. I'm a bit, I'm, I'm not as educated on it as maybe Darren, um, but yeah, I don't I know mean, how you see, you, you obviously lots of people signing contracts and things, but do you know what? That isn't that isn't our sort of uh, goal. You know, I th- you know the Cowleys, I think, were the same. Um, but you know, it, it, the club just grabs you. Like you, you look when we when we played one of the rounds in the trophy. I think they were interviewing uh, Dan Cowley at Huddersfield, and he, he stopped the interview to watch the penalties. Yeah. You know, it, it's one of those clubs that you, I, I don't know what it is. It must be our charismatic chairman. Um, <laughs> Do you know what? This is the last, last question for me, and it's going on times inside that. What What is your ambition, Adam? Are, are you looking to do what you do now at a higher level? Are you looking to break into the Football League and do something similar or are you very much obviously you're happy at Concord like I get that and are you more a case of you're satisfied where you are you're quite happy doing what you're doing and that's that's the plan or is it more of a case of that if an opportunity come up you want to slowly maybe progress through the through the leagues what, what is obviously you started off you said that you've done a bit of Malden you've been at Haybridge you've drifted around and obviously you have gone up but from a from an outside perspective and just speaking to you here Everything very much is Concord, 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 like it should be. But is there an end goal for you? Are you actually thinking, do you know what? I would like to, ideally, of course, you'd like to go up through the leagues with Concord. That's like the same with everyone. But is it something which maybe, you know, you do want to go and get paid for this role 
at a higher level? You do want to make it um, for, for a living and stuff like that. Or are you more of a case of, I like my current job. I've got a great balance. I'm happy where I am. Do you know what I mean? So, it's where a great are you question. It's a, it's, a, it's a great question. I think, I think when I started out, I never thought I'd even get to the National South level. But money's never been my motivation. In football now, I know I've I know I've said it twenty five times already in this interview. Reaching the FA Trophy final at Wembley will never will be something will never be taken away. Now that doesn't matter if I was an underground a year or whether I was doing it for nothing. That's why we do it. That those moments and that and those times that we got played in those games, we got to the final, will never be taken away. That wouldn't matter how much money I was earning. They were they were phenomenal, and, that, and that's what that's the reason I got involved with football. I, I have already been offered a job in the league above uh, at the start of last season, uh, and I spoke to and Bar. I am happy where I am. I do enjoy it. I think you look at you look at Concord Rangers and you look at their rise and what they've done in the last sort of ten years. Then you look at even in the two years I've been there, what they've done to the ground and stuff like that. I mean, the ground now, I mean, from what I know, and I never went to Concord 10 years ago, but apparently it was like, no one wanted to go there. You don't go there now, it's lovely. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, money on the pitch and clubhouse is really smart. He put new stands up, the dugouts are in the ground. and He's done the car park now, Darren, Dow, so you won't get, you know, holes and stuff. So, yeah, I, I can't. I also think, for me personally, is the relationship that I've got. Mm. I think that probably is what makes my role so enjoyable and so good. Would I be lying to say would I want to progress up the ladder? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I would probably love a role higher up the ladder, but it'd have to be a real good one. You know. What about South End? Would you go into South End? Hundred uh, percent, no. Nah. Um, <laughs> there he is. I got it out of him. There he is. No, nah, I mean, look, I, I, I love it at Concord Rangers. I'm very, very fortunate, and it's brilliant with me and and um, and, and the Gaffery. So, look, I would be lying to say, of course, being in the football league, he's he's obviously the the pinnacle, isn't it? You know, and I, and something that I could only dream of doing. But who look, who know who knows? At the moment. I love my role at Concord Rangers, and, I, and I'll see myself staying there for a, hopefully a, a long time in Scotland, and hopefully we 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 keep progressing. But um, if you did go to football league, you might be comfortable calling yourself elite then. Yeah, maybe. But like, I speak to uh, talking about Southend. I mean, obviously, I, I talked to to Mark quite a bit. Obviously, he was at Weymouth, so we we knew him, and mm. I didn't envy him when he took that, that job on. So we, we played him in a friendly about four days after he took over at their training ground. And uh, it was, yeah, he's a lovely, lovely bloke. Lovely bloke. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good you guy, isn't he? he was just getting his teeth stuck in at the time. Like, he was still a bit all over the place and, and stuff like that. But no, he's a brilliant, brilliant bloke. I'm quite close with, with Craig, the, the 23s gaffer. I speak to him quite regular. And uh, obviously, we've got quite a good relationship with him at Holbridge, like with Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's something we 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 um, obviously that is part of my role as the recruitment is just get as many contacts of, uh, as I as I can and relationships and we and we're very fortunate Conco we got some brilliant relationships with young players now but Southend is definitely one you know we, we, I've already spoke to Mark and we've already sort of trying to come up with a plan of what we're going to do in the future 
Um, uh, a guy that I know really well, well I've been talking to Wimbledon, has just literally got the first team job today. So, you know, that for us, that's fantastic. It's all about who you know, half the time, isn't it? It's all about who you know half the time. Uh, who you know, yeah. And it, it, takes, it takes time to build these relationships, but, you know, they're so... They're so key, aren't they? You know, yeah, I, know I know I haven't been able to help you out yet, but you know, those, you know, I'm sure those <laughs> times chestnut. will come. That old chestnut. That's what it is in football, isn't it? You know, timing. relationships key, isn't it? Relationships and timing are the two main things when it comes to them sort of deals and stuff like that, and it's got to be the right time and and so on. Well, I think we'll I think we'll leave it there, chaps. We're we're pushing. It's been a long a long chat, but <laughs> Adam, thank you very very much, mate. Yeah, quality. Adam. Appreciate that, yeah, but man, really enjoy an hour and forty minutes talking football. Oh, what more can we want yeah, on a Wednesday? Good, exactly. Especially yeah. when it's good good to give everyone an insight to your to your role because it's quite a unique one. You don't see see many people in, in your role. So I'm sure there's a few people that sort of didn't have a clue what you actually did and, and how involved you are. So I don't you. know what I do. I just uh, <laughs> just do whatever whatever role comes around, I'll just do whatever it. Whatever Scopes tells you. Are, you. are you Scopes' tea boy? Is that what you are? Yeah, right? if, if, if Ant wants a bloody head of media, I'll go and get a head of media, you know. That's how it works. <laughs> hey, Adam, thank you very, very much, mate. Thanks, no, Adam. Really enjoyed it. Cheers, Brett. Thanks, mate. Take care. Yeah, mate. Bye-bye. Just want to say a huge thanks to our sponsors, Footy Solve Lotto. These guys have got a brand new concept that combines authentic sovereign coins and football memorabilia from a certain year. All you need to do with a chance to win is grab yourself a ticket. All the links to their socials are here. And if you are liking what we're doing in these videos, please like, comment, subscribe and share to all your friends so we can build up and get you much, much more content.